Well, good morning. <laughs> Bless Pat, when she was laying there, she said to me, I'm so sorry I've ruined your church meeting. I said, Pat, you have not ruined anything. You are part of our family here, and I can't think of a better place for you to not feel well than with the people who love you. And I tell you what, she's in short of a lot of prayer now because you all saw that happen, didn't you, this morning? All right. Um, I've given a daughter came with her for the first time today. Welcome to Horizon Church. Um, so if we can continue to pray, her daughter, I've given her my number, um, and she's going to ring me when she's. I think she's up in St Hillier. That would be the obvious one to go to, wouldn't it? Uh, and we'll make sure that things go out on email so that you know how she is. Okay, I'm just going to carry on, all right? But I'm going to probably cut it down a bit. Oh, good news, eh, Susan? <laughs> all right. <laughs> In Matthew 13, Jesus speaks a lot about seeds. He's got a kind of a seed thing going on. He talks about the seed that falls on different ground. He talks about the mustard seed. But in the middle of that, he tells a parable, and he says this in verse 24 of Matthew 13. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came, sowed the weeds among the wheat, and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in the field? When, where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I'll tell the harvesters, first cut the weeds, tie them up in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Amen. At the start of this new year, I, I, you know, I've, I believe God's given me a, a, a message for you this morning. So I'm just going to carry on, you know, and not be uh, distracted by what's happened. But at the start of this new year, I want to look at some of the things that the Bible says about sowing. Because sowing affects the future. It affects the future. Not sowing with a needle and thread, but sowing seed. Okay? Do you know, it's... It's like minute and minute. It's the same word, isn't it? Totally different. And so and so can be the same as well. First of all, it talks about the kingdom of heaven. The point of the parable that Jesus told was to teach and reveal to us the truth about the kingdom of heaven. He says the kingdom of heaven is like. So this story about the man who sowed good seed was an illustration of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it's really important for us to be minded about the kingdom. Um, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is that which works in the hearts of people and the lives of people and groups of people, and it's where the domain of the king is. Can I say that when we give our lives to Jesus, we actually come under new ownership, new government. We're put in a new position. We're brought out of death into life. We're brought, we're brought out of darkness into light. And we're brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. We're taken out of Satan's dominion 
and we receive Christ and we have a new position and a new direction. In Colossians it says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. You know, Jesus, his whole life, his whole ministry was about the kingdom. He went everywhere to talk about the kingdom of God because he wanted the kingdom to come on earth and in the lives of men and women, boys and girls, people, he wanted the kingdom, the domain of the king, Jesus, to reign and rule in them. What did Jesus teach the disciples when he was asked by them, Lord, teach us to pray? He said, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. We're taught to pray the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is like a man who sowed good seed. Sowing good seed is what it's about. First of all, Jesus is speaking to people who understood agriculture and there's a need to sow seeds. But I believe there's an application for us spiritually, as it was for them as well, for us today, because it's a picture, as I've said, of what the kingdom of heaven is like. You know, to sow seeds is, is actually an action. To sow good seeds is actually something you have to specifically do. If you, if you just let a garden go, it, it will sow itself, won't it? With weeds? And it will become a jungle. Where Andrew lives in Manchester, the fellow next door, he's, he's got a lot of problems. I think he's been taken into care now. But the whole of his garden is like, it's like, honestly, it's like a jungle. It is out of this world. And one day, Caris was in the kitchen. She saw a deer stick its head out. I'm not kidding. A deer in the garden. It's like a wildlife park next door because it's been left. And, you know, in our lives, we all actually have an effect on people that we... we, we you know, come up against and, and, and we mix with. Do you know something? Your life sows seed. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you will have an effect. You will walk into a room and people say, oh, it's great that he's here or she's here. Or, oh, no, it's that one again. <laughs> you see, some people, I was talking to a chap this morning who used to work on scaffolding and he says, I hated it. I said, why is that? He said, because the two blokes were miserable. The boss and the fitter were miserable and I had to drive this lorry and, they, and I hated it because their attitude was sowing an, 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 an atmosphere in that workplace. And you know, we all sow, but to sow good seed, actually we have to make a bit of effort about that. We have to do something that's good to sow good seed. And the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed because our lives affect other people. To sow good seed is an intentional and actual activity. The, the man did it. He sowed the seed. And can I say that nobody sows good seed without a vision, without a purpose. If you sow good seed, what have you got in mind? The harvest. What have you got in mind if you're sowing flower seeds? You've got a beautiful bed of flowers. You've got that vision. It's, it's earth and it's seeds and there's nothing there when I was a kid I, I didn't really like gardening and stuff I never got into it my dad was great at it but I was too impatient you sow the seeds well where are they then you've got to wait but you've got to have a vision and you've got to wait for the seeds to sprout and to grow and nobody really sows on purpose without a vision for what that sowing will provide you know in our community, I believe God's put us here to sow good seeds. 
I believe God's given us a vision for what he wants to do in his community to reach people for Jesus. I believe that we can have a vision and an expectation if we're faithful in sowing the good seed of the message of Jesus and the kingdom of God that we will reap a harvest of people and there are people coming here now because we have, by the grace of God, been able to sow good seeds. But you see, what we sow is really important. It's got to be good seeds. What does that mean for us? It means this, that multiplying and sharing what Jesus has done in our lives. Do you know, as I was wandering down the road, I really get cross with this road. Not the road itself, I don't have an argument with it, but I just, but what gets me is that people treat it like a tip. People have got no pride in this area. People have got no pride in this road. They just dump stuff. Every week we have to clear up the rubbish so that people aren't climbing over rubbish to get in here. Do you know what? I believe that we as God's people can love this place so much and have a pride in this place that values people, that values this area and that touches lives and reaps a harvest. Am I being fanciful or is that true? We can sow good, good seed. We can be generous rather than mean. We can love rather than hate. We can be polite rather than have road rage. We can, we can, we can. Why? Because the, not because we've got a load of rules that we live up to, but because the grace of God enables us to sow what he's put within us, good seed. You see, it's not just about sowing, but it's also about growing. When you sow, something will grow. Sowing brings a harvest, but it's only what is sown that will grow. Do not be deceived, it says in Galatians. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, many times people when, have said to me, when, I, when jokes have been played on me, oh, it's only, you're only reaping what you've sown. I don't know what they mean by that, but I've, it's been said. But Andrew and Caris and the family were with us over New Year. And as Andrew was leaving, Andrew was leaving, right? Um, and he was going back to a cold house. But Adam, you know Adam King? He's up in Manchester. Bless him. He went round there and sorted the heating out so it would come on and be nice and warm for them when he got back. Isn't that nice? But as Andrew was leaving, he said, Dad, I said, what? He says, I just want you to know I've done something in the house. And it doesn't have to be much. It's just him. What do you mean you've done something? He says, it's all right. He says, it'll probably annoy mum more, more than it annoys you. <laughs> so I said, what is it? He said, you'll, you'll find out. <laughs> you rat. Anyway, so I kind of forgot about it. And um, we had to get a bowl of hot water. I'll tell you, I went to wash the dog. She stunk. Anyway, we had to get a, a bowl of hot water. So I got this bowl and I stuck it under the tap. Hot tap, turned it on. It wasn't coming through. And I had a bit of problem with the hot water. And it wasn't coming through. I said to Jude, I said, this water's not coming through hot. So, so she went into the, the downstairs toilet bit and it's piping hot in there. She went upstairs, she tried that one, she tried this one. It's hot everywhere, the bath's hot, everywhere's hot, but this one isn't hot. Oh, what's the matter with it? What's the matter with it? Then I realised what the little so-and-so had done. He'd unscrewed hot and cold in the taps and changed them over. So I was standing there with his cold tap running and I was having my fingers under it. It just wouldn't happen. Now, the left one is always the hot one, but I read what it said. 
and I was I had this cold. Anyway, when Andrew when Andrew got home, <laughs> Andrew got home. <laughs> The pressure in his boiler had dropped and the heating hadn't come on. <laughs> Do not be deceived. A man reaps what he sows. Oh, I loved it. Thank you, Lord. In Hosea 10, 12, it says this. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. And break up your unplowed ground, for it's time to seek the Lord. If you seek righteousness, you, you'll reap the fruit of unfailing love. If you're good to people, they'll be good to you. Do you know, it's an agricultural and a horticultural principle that what you sow is what you reap. Can I also say that it's actually a spiritual principle as well? It works. If you don't sow good things, you won't get good things. If you sow bad stuff, it will come back on you. That's the way it works. The three things about sowing, just brief. Firstly, sowing gives you hope. Sowing's exciting. It gives the farmer hope and expectation of what's going to come. You know, so many churches, so many people talk about what they should do and never do it. But actually when you do it, and sow the seed, it gives you hope for the future. Um, in Proverbs 24, it says, Sluggards do not plough in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. Why do they look and find nothing? Because they put nothing in. The vision and ethos of our church is this, that we actively and intentionally sow kingdom seeds in our community, in people's lives. That's what we're here for. It's what Jesus told us to do. Uh, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you think you're getting nowhere, but it always works. You know, a foundational verse that God gave us, and forgive me if you've heard it, but don't forgive me because I'm not apologising because this is great, was in Isaiah 37, verses 30 to 31. And this is what God said to Horizon right at the very beginning, before we even came here, and he said this, this year, that was 2010, you will eat what grows by itself, and in the second year which is 2011, what springs from that? But in the third year, 2012, sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. And God promised us that we would be established in our own ground. And God has given us this place in this area to do exactly that, to sow and to reap and see a harvest come. Yep. Amen. So he gives hope. It gives hope when you sow. Because you're actually doing something that's going to grow. Secondly, it ensures our future. No sowing and investing equals no future. Everything Jesus did on earth had the future after his departure in mind. He came to establish his kingdom and the church upon the earth. He didn't just come and do a quick cameo and a quick thing and then go back again and wasn't that impressive. No, he poured his life, he sowed his life into his disciples and so he called us to make disciples and sow the life of the kingdom into one another so that the future goes on. Why do you think we are sowing into younger people in our church. I tell you why, because none of us last forever and I want to ensure the, the future of our church because we're here for good. We're here for good. No sowing, no reaping. You know, Jesus, it's, it says of him in Hebrews, fix your eyes on Jesus who's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. 
It says this, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now, there's not a lot of joy when you go to a cross and are crucified. But Jesus endured the cross because of the joy set before him. Because he knew that if he went to the cross and died, he would rise again, defeat Satan, and you and me in 2019 would be still following Jesus and the kingdom would still be growing. Jesus ensured the future by his victory on the cross. And he planted his life and his principles and experiences in his disciples. He invested in them and he empowered them with the Holy Spirit. And we are the legacy of Jesus. We're that joy that was built for him at the cross. We are actively ensuring a future horizon. You know that Christmas spectacular? When it, it was spectacular, wasn't it? When it, when it great. I want you to know, and you probably know this anyway, that it was, it was nothing to do with Judith and I. She was the star. <laughs> Lovely mover. I was the shepherd. And we did what we were told. Do you know that the whole thing was done by a younger generation in our church? Isn't that great stuff? It's great stuff. We want to ensure the future. We want to sow. Young, old, we're all as important. We're all equal before God. But I am so pleased that we are seeing a... a um, an insured future as we invest in people's lives. Forgive me for saying this, but when I was in Bradford, there's a lad up there, young lad, lad, Rob. He's no lad, he's a man. And I used to pick him up in our car and take him to Sunday school. And he's now serving the Lord in that great big church in Bradford. And he sent me a text and he said, hi Dave, an email from one of your legacy kids. Isn't that lovely? Yes. So it gives hope, ensures future, and it releases potential. You know, you've got to let go of seeds or they won't find their place to grow in. You, you, can, you can keep them. It's got some seeds here, look. Now, I'm not going to throw these around. They're sunflower seeds for the birds, all right? But let's pretend they're wheat seeds. While they stay in the bag, while I've got them safe, they'll never do anything. You've got to throw them and let go of them. And only then will they multiply and grow. It releases the potential of seeds only are released when you let go of them and plant them and sow them. And you know, one seed, one seed produces many more. I looked it up. If you know better than this, don't shout at me now. But I understand that on a wheat, a wheat seed, when you plant it and it grows, the head of the wheat has about 50 seeds on it. So one produces 50. Isn't that amazing? Oh, no, but I'm keeping my wheat. I don't want to lose it. You don't lose it, you invest it. You know, there's a really, really important thing here. You see, one bag of seed. Now, who's good at maths? Richard, come on, mate. You're, you're pretty good at maths, aren't you? All right. Look, 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 can you write something on there for me, please? And I want you to check. I want you to check this, all right, folks. The maths, because it's not my best subject. This. <laughs> See on the whiteboard there, the whiteboard. There, there's a pen on top. Did I ask the right bloke? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, <laughs> all right, one bag of seeds. Right, one bag. Okay. 
The number will do. When you plant it, right, I'm going to say it produces 10 more. So one bag equals harvest of 10. Just put equals 10. So if I invest, if I invest this, I get 10 back. Now, do you know what? I can do two things with this, or several things actually. I can take that 10 and eat it all. But what will I have next time? No, if I eat it all, I'll have nothing. So I can do the bare minimum, and you'd have to write this down, and I can take one bag of those ten, live off the nine, and what will I get next year? Ten. Do you know what? That is the minimum. Do you know, I can go on for years and years and years, getting ten bags, sewing one and getting ten, keeping nine and sewing one, and getting ten and keeping nine and sewing one, and we never get anywhere. Do you know, sometimes in our Christian lives, we give the basic minimum, not just of money, but in our service, in our effort, and we just get by, and over the years, we just sow one, get ten. Sow one, get ten. Sow one and get ten. But do you know something? If you take a step of faith, and one year, you sow two bags. Oh. And you live off eight. I can't afford to live off eight. You can if God says you can. So you sow two bags. What do you get that year? 20. Oh, my word. Look at that. Now, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep it on, I don't know. We'll have a, a pay rise. So we'll keep 10 and we'll sow 10. What do we get then? Keep 100. Okay, so we, we can live on 10, so we'll keep 10, and then we'll sow 90. What do you get? 900. You keep 10 and you plant 890. You get 8,900. Do you see the potential that when you sow into the kingdom, you get an awful lot back, but you need to thank you very much, Richard. Give him a hand there. That's good news. Thanks, mate. Now, the sums there, right? are quite enlightening. You see, financially, practically, spiritually, we can operate below par, below potential. We can just get by in our Christian lives or we can take a step of faith and we can say, Lord, I'm going to sow my life more into the kingdom. And when you do that, you don't live off 10 every year, you get 8,900. And then it goes up from that, it just multiplies. Do you know, of the increase of his government and peace, the Bible says there'll be no end. The kingdom's an everlasting kingdom. And he wants his people to be sowers, to live in the miraculous, to expect and have a vision for what we sow and what we give, to come back with dividends, 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 because we are kingdom people. You know, in 2 Corinthians 9, it says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly, sparingly, will reap sparingly. Okay, where are we? We'll reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. It stands to reason. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. You know, we don't want to put pressure on people from us. We want God to put pressure on you from him. Because he's your boss. We're kingdom people, right? And if the king says jump, you don't say no. You say how high, Lord. 
right? God's able to bless you abundantly so that all things at all times, having all that you need, will abound in every good way, work. As it is written, they freely scatter their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. He who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for the food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the, enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Now get this, this is the, listen to this. You will be enriched in every way so that you can go on lots of holidays and buy a nice big house. No, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And that attitude is the kingdom attitude that you serve Jesus to our world. He gives us resources. Finally, it's not just about the well, the kingdom is like sowing and seeing things grow. But just as I finish, and this is really important, we also need to prevail. Do you remember I said that I get a bit impatient with seeds because you throw them in the ground. I want to see them immediately. I want pot noodle seeds. Just put boiling water and you've got a meal of sorts. But no, it doesn't work like that. You have to wait. You have to nurture them. And sometimes you need to prevail and you need to stick in there because have you noticed that this Christian life, this Christian walk, this thing that we're called to doesn't always go straightforwardly? Or is that just me? You see, there's something here that the Bible tells us. It says, but while everyone was sleeping, he planted the good seed. Great. Good seed. I know what I put in the ground. But while they were sleeping... Um, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. Oh dear. Now nobody could see the weeds. Oh, there's a weed seed down there until it started to grow. Now there is another kingdom, the kingdom of darkness from which Jesus has saved us that will always try and spoil what God is doing. Time and again in my life, I have found that the times of blessing when God is growing great things and doing, there's a parallel of rubbish going on at the same time. Have you noticed that? You, 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 you think, this is great, this is great, this is what I've always wanted to see, people getting saved, da 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 and then suddenly this rubbish comes at the same time and it's sprouting up at the same time, and you really don't need that. <coughs> the servants went to their, to their master, they're really disappointed. We stole good stuff, master, what, what's going on? And master, you know, an enemy did this. Do you know, Satan, the devil, and his demonic powers try always to ruin what God wants to do. It's the thing about God, he creates... Satan can't create, he just counterfeits. And have you noticed, the good seed is counterfeit, counterfeited by the bad seed. And both grew together. There's a parallel activity, very often, of the enemy. And it really happens all the time. And it will, if we let it, distract us. Sometimes when God is leading us and things are happening... When the problems come, it can actually take our focus off the good seed and we suddenly start looking at the weeds. And we suddenly start trying to pull it up. And, and, and all our energy goes to putting out fires. So many churches I know have, have spent so much time firefighting that they never actually make any progress in seeing the kingdom come. So many believers... <coughs> 
got so much potential. God answers their prayers, does this, that and the other. Then the enemy comes and sows some seeds. And suddenly, they're not looking at the good stuff anymore. They're worrying about this. They're getting distracted by this. They're pulling up weeds and they're pulling up the good stuff with the weeds. When God says, just let them grow together. Feed the good stuff. Let the bad stuff do its thing. Because at the end of the day, that will be dealt with. Let's keep and fix our eyes upon Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the one who will bring the harvest. Let's not become weary, the Bible says, in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And there are so many people who get distracted and disappointed and they give up because it ain't going well. It's not going smoothly. Do you know what? It's not about you. It's not about us. It's not about, it's about him. And he's promised us if we sow good seed, we will reap a harvest. God sowed his seed into our world. We've just had Christmas, haven't we? Um, And that is when God sowed his seed into our world. And Jesus grew and he ministered and he did Wonderful things, he lived a sinless life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God did all that. He sent his son, Jesus. And the enemy sought to destroy him. You know, the Bible calls Jesus the seed. <laughs> and he was God's seed who was put on this earth through Virgin Mary. And so they killed him. They crucified him. And then they did a very silly thing with a seed. They buried him in the ground. (laughs) If you want to get rid of a seed, for goodness sake, don't bury it in the ground and think it will never happen because that's where it grows. And on the third day, Jesus came out from the tomb. He rose again. He defeated Satan. He defeated death. And the thing that they thought would finish him off was the thing that brought the greatest victory over sin and death and condemnation. And he has planted his seed and his life in each one of us who know him as Lord and Saviour. That is exciting. He wasn't buried, I'd like to say. He was planted. Unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Folks, that's all I have to say this morning. So we're going to pray. Let's bow our heads for a moment, shall we? I mentioned the kingdom at the start. The kingdom of God. And it's really important that we have a, 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 that we really know which kingdom we're part of. You know, looking at you all here today, I'm pretty sure that every single one of us, we're kingdom people. Because Jesus has saved us and we belong to him. And Lord, I want to pray that uh, each one of us will have that real and wonderful conviction and peace that we are kingdom people and the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds 
And at the start of this year, I, I'm not sure how long you leave it until you stop saying Happy New Year. But this is my first talk to you in the, in the new year. So as we look to the rest of this year, Father, I want to pray that you will help us to sow our lives being full of Jesus and sow the life of Christ into those that we meet, into our homes, into our families, into our church, Lord, so that there will be a harvest, a great harvest for your glory. In Jesus' name. And just while we're just for, I'm not going to ask for any response, but I want you just to come before God right now and say, Lord, what do you want me to generously sow from my life? Perhaps you've got no idea, but if you make yourself available to him and make the decision to do so, he will take you up. And it will help you to let go of that potential and see it released in Jesus' name. Amen. Sam.